Hi again, everybody. Welcome. Yes, we're back. Anthony and Tim, it's been a long time. About three months. About a football season. But it's not completely yeah. over. Uh, we got the NFL playoff uh, championship weekend uh, today. We'll talk a little bit about that just for informational thing. Get our, our picks on the two games on record here before they play. Uh, Mike. My Reds from Liverpool are having a very tough season, and we'll talk a little bit about that. However, there's another team that wears red that is having a wonderful season so far, and that is the Youngstown State Penguins on the basketball uh, hard court. Uh, what a season they have had, and first and foremost, let's say hi to my partner and longtime friend and missing uh, guy who I haven't seen in about, I don't know, about four or five months because he's been so damn busy let alone me. Uh, Anthony, how you doing, my friend? Oh, it's great to be back, Tim. Just keeping busy, um, working, and, you know, it just seems like one day leads to the other, and you're just looking up at the end of the year, and it's like, oh, crap, it's Christmas, and then New Year's, and then now here we are. We're at the end of January already. I know. You know, and, uh, that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, my, my work schedule completely flipped on me. I used to work days. Now I'm working nights. Mm-hmm. So it completely throws off the ability to do this because you're working days mm-hmm. and um, I'm working weekends. And it makes yeah. it even more of a challenge to find uh, time. And the, the I'm doing the high school football and basketball stuff over in Lawrence County. And that's another news. Uh, this is the first time in five years that I am not covering Newcastle basketball. Wow. Yeah, they uh, the radio station... Uh, Decided not to, to cover it this year. So I've hmm. only did one game with LC Sportsnet. Matter of fact, I, th- I believe uh, next Friday will be my second game to uh, see the uh, the Canes play this year. It's really weird. It's a weird phenomenon this year, not being Yeah, able- it's weird enough for you not to be out there every Tuesday and Friday. Yeah, it's just it was such a routine for a long, long time. So a lot of things going on. But as I mentioned in our little opener there, the YSU basketball program has just been on fire uh, and uh, coach Calhoun has done a great job getting them back into uh, contention it took a while and they had to rebuild the team but what a difference this team is uh, than it has been in the last four or five years yeah it's you know we all know the success uh, the women's basketball program has had and you know I'll tell you a quick story uh, to further back this point up is, you know, sitting there Friday night and we can talk about that in a little bit, but what an electric atmosphere that was Friday night for a national TV game. I'm sitting here with my girlfriend, her first time being at YSU for a Youngstown State sporting event. And she said, you know, I was looking up in the rafters and I see women's basketball, women's basketball, women's basketball, women's basketball. And she said, I saw like one or two men's banners. And I, I said, yeah, we, we have not had a prolonged run of success. We've had blips in the radar, made the CBI and the you know that CIT. Yeah. And we really have not had a successful men's basketball program. It in my lifetime, I'm 32 years old, and I and I don't yeah. remember a men's basketball it was program. 25 being, years ago, actually, yeah, 25 yeah, years so, ago, last yeah. time they won 20 games. You were seven yeah. years old. I mean, it, that tells yeah, you everything you need to know. 
Exactly. So, um, and Tim, I remember when you and I first started this venture, um, 2017, YSU was starting to go into the coaching search yes. after Jerry Slocum was let go, not brought back. Um, and we had thrown, you know, who we want out there. I remember, hey, you know, they, the assistant Ohio State, Greg Paulus, he had some traction and, you know, the Niagara assistant. So he's not a bad idea if you bring him back closer to where he coached at Ohio State. You know, we threw some other names out there. Um, and I, but we always kept coming back to Jared Calhoun, Jared Calhoun, Jared Calhoun. And it's pretty remarkable, Tim, that, you know, because a lot of times in coaching searches, the, the key candidate or the hot commodity kind of ends up not living up to expectations because there's a lot of expectations here. And I remember a lot of people were like, Oh boy, he might go to Cleveland state. He might get the Cleveland state job. That might be a easier place to win first. And he took the YSU job and you're right. He completely, I don't say ripped it down on the studs, but he kind of had to, because as you and I have talked about so many times in regards to the football program, he had to establish that culture, that yeah. culture. And, you you know, the challenge at Youngstown State versus the Cleveland State and many of the mm-hmm. uh, schools in the Horizon League is they don't have a football program or a, mm-hmm. a football program that is their uh, economic engine. Money make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is the real difference. Uh, obviously, Cleveland State doesn't have one, and you mm-hmm. can go down the line, uh, uh, you know, you know, Dayton has one, but it's a division, you know, division one double yeah. a, uh, non-scholarship. So, non-scholarship, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it's just a different level of football and, and commitment. While Youngstown has always been a committed football program, though, it hasn't been mm-hmm. very good for a very long time. Um, that's a different story. Uh, but it has always been the focus of the economic, uh, engine of mm-hmm. this program. Now, you know, when Calhoun took this, that was really, you know, I, going back to your point, Anthony, kind of not a surprise, but a, a welcome thing because mm-hmm. uh, when you're they the economic engine of the of your pro of your school, you know, meaning the basketball program, your folk they're focused on it. They're going to do whatever they need to. They're going to give you the facilities. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, give you the coaching staff uh, dollars to make sure you have yep. the guys. The budget's going to be higher. Exactly. And it's just, it's a different animal. So uh, for him to take on this challenge and to succeed this year is really, uh, you know, hats off to him. And more, be quite honest with you, and I'm, I'm in this boat. Was I impatient? Yes. Because I've been wanting a, mm-hmm. a, a team to, to root for and to, to believe in for a very long time. And unfortunately... I mean, we had, like you said, blips on the radar, but nothing's fantastic. And there were times in the last five years that I mean, you've seen Coach Calhoun's teams, and you say, yeah, well, we're, just, we're just around the corner. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they would go flat maybe towards the end of the year, and it was like, oh, yep. man. Or they were flat in the middle and got hot at the end, but couldn't quite climb mm-hmm. that mountain. And then they still have a huge mountain in front of them. They got a lot of this season still to play. However, uh, you're seeing – 
the fruitions of really recruiting in the new era of basketball yes. coming to fruition here for Youngstown State. Uh, they've gotten players who are Division One caliber uh, yep. who can shoot the ball. And in college basketball, shooting a three is such an important part of the game. You have to have that. I mean, you got a Brandon Rush who has 135 threes this year. Uh, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, I, I would like to go back over the last five years and see how many uh, YSU players had over 100, let alone um, – 135 at this stage in the season. God, you'd probably have to go back to Kendrick Perry, wouldn't you, Tim? Yeah. Maybe, the question is, maybe, did he uh, even have that many at this stage in the season? Maybe Darius Quisenberry, like Calhoun's yeah. first or second year. Right. I remember, you know, you remember, you talked about the blips and radar, and like, oh, hey, this is, we're building something here. And I remember, Tim, that Wright State game you and I went to. Um, yeah. When Wright State was first in the conference, YSU was fifth and you know they were hanging fourth that was there, one yeah. of those oh. games after the words were saying no the program was headed in the right direction they just yeah. need to find a couple of players to go with it and yeah you know, it just wasn't there that year or the year after however um it was a uh, yeah now you're seeing those players actually being brought in yes. and making a difference yeah it's you know his and i think jared calhoun is the right guy at the right time for this university because you hear so often you know all these coaches have these well i want to do this 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 and calhoun's message is not brash some could kind of see it as brash but he's franklin honest and and you heard it last week tomorrow i don't know if you caught it on the radio broadcast when we got beat by wisconsin milwaukee and that and that was just one of those nights where Every single shot went in for them, and we just couldn't buy a bucket against them. And, hey, I give them credit. They made plays, and we didn't. And, you know, um, But after the game, Bob Schmidt kind of doing what he has to do. And I understand he has to, you know, hey, this is the post-game recap and trying to find something positive, a silver lining that happened in the game. And Calhoun kind of impolitely and – and he later came back and apologized, said, no, this is – no, there was no good thing. We lost. The goal is to win the Horizon Lake Championship. That's our goal. There's no more victories around here. We can't keep taking, oh, hey, we played well in that stretch. We played well in this stretch. That he's 100% the more right. we going to stop. And you see the mindset, Tim, of the team changing. You know, so many times, like you talked about, one bad loss, we're like, oh, hey, we got momentum. and we be a bad loss, and it's like, well – and the roller coaster downhill starts to come. But now just this mindset of overcoming adversity in the next play of the next game. And you talk about Tim, uh, Brandon Rush. Every time he shoots the ball, I, I'm in the mindset it's going in. I mean, his shot is so pretty. Yeah, it is. Um, his technique then, is there. When you got a, when you have a player, all around player, the skill of Dwayne Cohill. I mean, he's your engine. I mean, he is your key. He is your leader. And any time Oakland made a run Friday night, Cohill just answered. A three, a defensive play, a rebound, a layup, a, a foul. He just, I mean, he made the plays. You have, you know, basically 
a nine-man rotation. You mm-hmm. have other players that get in, and I'm not saying it's not deep enough. It's deep enough. Uh, but you look at the guys who play every game. There's six of them, and they just seven yep. of them, really, actually. They have contributed in their own ways. But you look at the starting five. You're getting what I consider uh, even scoring throughout, which is really mm, impressive. Yes. Yes. They're, they're, because Calhoun, as you, Cal Hill, excuse me, as you just mentioned, uh, seventeen and a half points per goal game. Mm-hmm. Green, fourteen and a half points per goal. Raj, fourteen and a half. You know, Nelson, almost twelve points it's per all game. Balanced. Yeah, that's very much exactly. So you can't just try to shut down one, and that's the key when you're a outside shooting team. Where this team needs to take it to the next step in the rest of this regular season before it gets into the tournament play of the, of the Horizon League is they have to find a way defensively to shut down yeah. their opponent. And I'm not going to ask for a huge number here, Anthony. No. Listen to this. I just want to shut down your opponent by four points each half. Yeah. That's yeah. two possessions. I, That's two possessions I mean, where you shut them down and you take you transition it into scores on your side. You win why? by you. You change that scoring table by f- plus four on the on the offense and minus four on the defense. That's huge in basketball. And even if they did it by six points, it would make a huge difference. Right now, that's where this team, if it's going to make a big run, it has to do it on the defensive side. It has to find a way to shut down their opponent after they get out to a seven, eight point lead. They can't keep playing, you know, seven, eight point runs both ways. And that's what's really they've been all season. And we've seen that in the last game. And, you know, if they can make those extra stops, two stops a half, one every 10 minutes, and, and convert it. And continue to play the way they are. That would make such a huge difference. I've seen it so many times in the game of basketball. You, The game of basketball begins on the defensive side. And you convert on the offensive side because of your defense. It makes such a huge difference. And this team is too good of a shooting team not to take advantage of trying to find a way to make your defense uh, just a little bit tighter. You know, you look at... The stats that your YSU is by far and away the best offensive team in the horizon. They're averaging 84 points a game. That's incredible. And it's even more incredible when somebody stops and says, you know, hey, these guys in college basketball, I watch college basketball, you see these really just bad shooting nights. I mean, just they're not good shooters. Um, and a guy made a point, he goes, hey, these guys in college basketball now are the unfortunate recipients of the COVID lockouts when most of these guys for over a year, a year and a half couldn't go into a gym and shoot. They couldn't practice together. So they're on outside rims. And we all know shooting outside is nowhere near the comparison and practice of shooting on a legit college basketball rim. So all these guys had to find different ways to practice and the shooting has struggled and you've seen it across the landscape. But YSU is the most efficient offense in the Horizon League. They're having 84 points a game. Tim, you mentioned the balance scoring up and down and the rotation players. Are they deep? Maybe not as much as you'd want, 
but sometimes seven guys, eight guys, they know their roles and they know they're going to get this many minutes and they condition their bodies to play that many minutes. Um, and defensively, they give up 73 a game, probably a little higher in conference, like you said. Um, so if why if you can just get that down to just give up 70, 71 a game, that's not great. Well, like you said, with this offense, they don't need to be a great defensive team. Yeah, you want to be great in everything, but that's not that's not attainable. If you could just be good defensively, well, if you can be good defensively, exactly. They just need an and, improvement. They don't need. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't yeah. expect them How to win the national title. I what I expect them no. to do is challenge for the Heisman League championship yeah. in the tournament. And how you're going to win a tournament games is through defense. Yeah. Because they have the offense. They're going to shoot. Yes, they could have a bad shooting night. Any, any team can have one at the worst time. We've seen that in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But if your defense is there, it keeps you in the ball game, And that's the key. And you look at the Horizon League standings. you got Milwaukee, Northern Kentucky, and Youngstown State, you know, all with three losses. Uh, you know, Milwaukee and Northern Kentucky, both with an extra win right now. They have, you know, another game in, in hand, Yep. Uh, you know, played, I should say. And, you know, Youngstown and Cleveland State both have, you know, a game in hand in conference. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but you look those... at the records, overall record. YSU has the best overall record in the conference at 16 and 6. Milwaukee's second with 15 and 7. Yeah, you look at... Northern Kentucky and Wisconsin-Milwaukee, both those teams have beaten YSU once. Now they got to play again, and Northern Kentucky beat us down there in uh, two overtimes in the first conference game of the year, and that was a heartbreaker. So you got to think, you get them back home, you get that crowd you had Friday night, Tim, you could steal one there. And the Wisconsin-Milwaukee's got to come in here later in the year. And, you know, every tough game that YSU has remaining except for Cleveland State and IPFW, it's all at home. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. And I think Friday night, and you and I have talked about it, Tim, yeah, you wanted that game to win for this team, but that was so much more important for the university and region as a whole. And now hopefully, and I'm not saying, hey, we got to get 4,000 people every night. that's just probably not realistic on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. But if you can get 2,000, 2,500 now and have that place packed, that's that's a whole different home court advantage that, quite frankly, Tim, we've never had here. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. The last time that happened was the last time they won 20 games, and that was in 97. Mm-hmm. I was going to every game back then. And I watched the crowd be a few hundred people. To about a thousand, mm-hmm. yep. And then when they got towards the end of the season, when they got strong and they got on a good, good streak, I mean, all of a sudden it was like fifteen hundred. You're like, hey, that's pretty nice. And then it was, like you said, you seen the crowd grow from there. And right before it, a crescendo against Valparaiso, they were getting around thirty five, thirty five hundred people. And then came the biggest game of the year, and the place was literally packed. And when you were in like sardines, it was over 5,000 people there. And 
you know, Bigley can hold 6,500. You can, mm-hmm. you can get them in there. Believe it or not, you can get that many in Bigley, as, uh, as crazy as it sounds. Uh, I, I'm not expecting that. Now, our region has changed, but there's still sports fans out there, and you should be able to, within this conference, uh, get excited about you know, a Milwaukee, a Northern Kentucky, a Cleveland State, a Wright State, a Purdue-Fort Wayne coming into town. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Morris, you know, coming from the Pittsburgh area. You know, Detroit Mercy, who I think they play this week, right? Uh, uh, they play Detroit Mercy today at 2 o'clock. Yeah, yesterday. exactly. So, um, again, these are, the, these are the games that, you know, hopefully people will show up. Um, it's easy for me to say because I'm not there. But everybody knows I'm covering high school basketball at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Friday night they played. That was the game, I, you know, with ESPN here. And uh, I got to see the second half, though. So that was impressive. I was happy about that. I got to watch the ending of the game. I got to watch them play. Um, and that's important. And I catch them on uh, you know, ESPN Plus when I can. Uh, and I encourage anybody who's a basketball fan to check them out. Because it's been a long time. And the drought needs to come to an end. Um, they, you know, ESPN highlighted that during the uh, second half of the game, mm-hmm. and one of the you know the announcers, I forget who was doing the game, but they went in and says, you know, the last time they won twenty games was nineteen ninety seven, and uh, and they went on down the the list, and the last time they qualified for an NCAA berth was as a Division two school in nineteen seventy seven, I believe it was. Um, yeah, they've been they're one of the few schools that has been around since the uh, 1980s. Um, really, I think they became 1980 was their first year. 1979 was their first year as Division One basketball. Uh, they have never qualified for the NCAA tournament. So, you know, that's the dream. That's my dream. It's always been my dream to watch a Youngstown State game in the tournament. I don't even care what. Uh, who they play, where they play. Uh, I just want to see them in the tournament. And I want to see the the explosion of the the invite. And just, you know, hopefully before uh, Dickie V is not available to hear him go crazy about the Youngstown State Penguins have made the best, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you There's know the that. ticket, baby. I want to hear that one time. <laughs> one time. That's all I'm asking. I'm 56 years old now. Uh, I've, I've watched this program my entire life. So it is a, uh, it's a, you know, I have not given up on the dream. I've been, I knew when the dream was impossible. I knew when the dream was not even a dream, it was impossible. Now the dream is not even is possible. It could be a reality this season. Yeah. It could really, truly be a reality. And, uh, you know, that would, you know, literally, if uh, you hear about this all the time, that you need uh, parades. I tell you what, I, I would throw a parade right down Fifth Avenue, right down Fifth Avenue if they made the uh, NCAAs. They deserve it. Or, no matter what happens, so they deserve me, it. Let me um, give you some some thoughts as to why your dream and the region's dream, the university's dream can be reality this year because we hear all oh, it could be, you know, we'd love to be luck. Well, why not now? Why not now? 
and why not this team? This team, like I mentioned, leads the Horizon League in scoring 84 points a game. They're the most efficient offense in the Horizon League. They are top five in the country in scoring and points per possession. They were number one in the country up until a couple games ago, and now they're number two or three. You have to be able to play defense in March. However, if you can't score the ball, you can't win. YSU scores the ball at a clip that, quite frankly, a lot of teams just can't keep up with. Yeah, they keep up for a half, and we saw it with Oakland. But for a full 40 minutes, they can't keep up. And guards win in March. The guard play, you have to have great guard play. And Tim, how many times have we seen the experienced teams in March with the experienced guards, three, four-year starters, give the maybe more talented but freshman and sophomore guards a lot of trouble? That happens every year. And guards that can score the ball, YSU's a perfect team to spring upsets because at any given moment, this team can get hot from three. And if this team can make nine, ten threes, and that's very easy for this team. Because like you mentioned, they are just an elite three-point shooting team. It, if they make nine, ten threes, that's 27, 30 points right there you're getting. They're a really good free-throw shooting team. They make when it matters. You look up right there, and there's 40, 45 points, and you got yourselves a ball game against a team that you probably shouldn't be competing against. Well, so, this program has made its strides. I mean, it's been inching it's been towards this. The job he's done, yeah, considering been, we had COVID in there too. Right, and it's been inching towards it. I mean, uh, I think three or four years ago they won fifteen games. They yeah. won eighteen a couple different times. They won nineteen last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had winning records in the conference. Now they were like ten and eight, nine and yes. you know twelve and nine types, yeah. twelve and eight, whatever it may have been. Uh, they've had decent. Uh, numbers in the conference, not like overall, but basically what it was is they won at home and they couldn't win on the road. This year, they're winning some conference games on the road. They've lost some heartbreakers. Yeah, Yeah. But you have to win on the road to be a successful basketball program. And as you mentioned, guard play is huge. I mean, college basketball is all about guard play and be able to hit the Mm three-pointer. And this YSU team has that type of play. Now you're seeing guys and the game of basketball has changed so much at the high school and the college level that it's the three point line has become such a weapon and part of the game that you're not, it's a great equalizer. Well, yeah, but more than anything years ago and you know, if you were a foot behind the line, that was big. That Mm -hmm. was a big shot. If you took one from the NBA length, that was a big shot. Today, guys are putting up 25, 30-footers. And yeah. it's not it's not out of the range. As crazy as it sounds, it's not out of the range. As you, It was demonstrated last or in the last game, Anthony. Some of those threes that Calhou, uh, Calhill and, and Rush and others took, man, they were deep. They were yeah. deep, deep. Deep but they weren't back shot. They were in rhythm. Yes. They were on the well, catch, that's the key. in the dribble. You watch this, Anthony. When you watch this team shoot, 
they're shooting into the shot. Meaning yes. their mm-hmm. ball is up and they're, they're going shot in, ready. they're going in towards the basket. They're not fall mm-hmm. they're not fading away. These are not fadeaway shots. And you never nope. want to take fadeaways. Yes, there are times where it's part of basketball, but fadeaways may look wonderful, but they're most hard shot to yep. to make. And because it takes so much more of of a physical effort to get it in. It's just uh, it's just not natural to be falling back to throw something forward and a basketball forward. So, uh, but you watch these shots; they're in rhythm and they're towards the basket. They're not fading away. They're not, you know, they're stop. Some of them are, you know, what years ago what you used to see is the pull up shot inside the lane. Now you see the pull up three, and it's part of basketball. And you need that. You need guys who can hit it. You need sharp shooters, and that is a big part of uh, the game. And there's just no question about it. I mean, you like I said, you get into the three-point lane. Uh, you know, Brandon Rush. And look at it. I mean, he's made 56. You know, he's made 56 out of 135. You know, it's just amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, to put up that many, but that's part of the game. You have to do it. Uh, Dwayne has put up, you know, 68. McBride is 46. Uh, Covington, 41. Nelson, 40. I mean, those are big numbers. Yeah. In attempts. I'm not saying made, but in attempts. But you're shooting almost 40%. And that's the key. Going forward, they're going to have to, they're shooting like 39.3%. A big ask, get over 40% the rest of the season. If they can shoot over 40% from the three-point line, they will be a team to be reckoned with. And it's just, it really becomes a statistical number game in a lot of ways. As I mentioned earlier, you know, you, you convert two, two possessions uh, into Mm -hmm. points and take it away from your deep offense, your opponent's offense. It's just, it's just without question. The uh, the most important thing you can do, and by the way, yeah, just you... uh, just to let everybody know, the Reds are on the board. They are playing the FA Cup. They just got the first goal of the game. Good to see. Okay, go ahead. So Timmy, it, you know it's so nice to see here in late January, January four nights we sit here and you know we go on Fox Sports or ESPN or CBS and you know. Everybody does these bracketology predictions, and it is so nice seeing AQ, automatic qualifier, Youngstown State. I mean, it's been – it's never been this late in the year where YSU is projected to be in the NCAA tournament. Well, It's something that – It you is know, it's, it's interesting we, to see, and there's a lot Saturday of games. Night we yeah. have a, Go ahead. Next Saturday night, we get a huge game against Northern Kentucky. We got a huge game today against Detroit. That's a quick turnaround and emotional turnaround today against Detroit. Two o'clock, they got the country's leading scorer, the second all-time leading scorer in the history of the game. But next Saturday, we get Northern Kentucky at home. February 16th to Thursday, we get Wisconsin-Milwaukee here. Cleveland's only an hour away. We play them in a couple weeks. So... There are big games left, as you mentioned. A lot of season left. We still got eight, nine games left. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of but games. Most, most of them are at home. You pretty much guaranteed yourself 
a first-round tournament game at home. You will have that at the Beagley Center. And the good thing, you get a first-round bye. So you only have to win one home game on your home court to go to Indy. Yeah. And then from there, it's anybody's game. Well, they got a lot of work in front of them. They definitely have their goal in front of them. And, uh, you know, it's going to take some, some extraordinary effort. And they can do that. Uh, they have the ability to pull that off. And uh, we'll, we'll keep track the rest of the way. We can't wait. I know I'm excited for it because it's, like I said, mm-hmm. been a, uh, a lifelong dream since they've been a Division One school to make the uh, tournament. You know, when they first started playing, Anthony, this is how long it's been. I only put it in perspective for you. When they first started playing at the Division One level, only 48 teams made the tournament. Wow. Now it's 68. That's incredible. Now it's 68. Yep. And now they want to do 90. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just, you know, it was 48 and it was 54. Uh, and then it went to 64. And mm-hmm. 65. And you remember when they used to do that. And then yep. um, now it was a 68. Um, 68, yep. So, yeah. 48 was the uh, what it took to qualify, and there was buys and all that. And now, of course, they get rid of that, thank God, years ago. But they never made it during the, the 64 team tournament era or the 65 team uh, era. And now they're at the 68 team era, and they have that chance. Um, win the conference, win the conference tournament is the absolutely the number one. That's the goal. Yeah, it has to be. Because you have to win a tournament. You win a tournament, you get the yeah, automatic bid. Uh, yep. Otherwise, you know, would Youngstown be a potential 68 team? Yeah, I think so. If they win enough games, I think they would be the type of team uh, the NCAA would like to make a Cinderella story out of. Uh, but don't put it in there. Don't put it in NCAA uh, groupthink's hands in the committee. Go out and do it, earn it yourself, and, and enjoy the atmosphere and knowing that you're going to be probably a 10 through 6, 15 seed, maybe. Yeah, I've seen anywhere. You know, from I'd say 15 to 15. Yeah, yeah, I think that's more realistic in the teens, you know, 13, 14, 15. Uh, but in a weak bracket, you never know. I don't think they get no. as high as, you know, 11. I, I think. 10 might be overreach, but 11 through 15 is probably uh, the seeding mark. And I think 13, 14, 15 is more realistic. But I don't really care. Just get me in the tournament. I've said that many times. Exactly. Just get in. Just, just get in. That's the hardest thing in sports is to get into the tournament. Once you get into the tournament, all things go because you just have to play your game. And you have to, you know, be ready for every opportunity that's in front of you. Uh, we've seen that in every sport. And speaking of tournaments, real quickly, the NFL is at the conference uh, finals here tonight, or today, I should say, as uh, the NFC has the Niners, who has a local uh, kind of connection to Youngstown with the uh, the Yorks, and they're taking on Philadelphia, and then uh, and in the AFC, you have the Cincinnati Bengals and 
the Kansas City Chiefs in the other final. And I'll be honest, probably the four best teams in football right now. And it should be interesting. Like I said, I'm, I will, uh, I'll just flat out say I'd like to see the Niners in the Super Bowl because of the local mm-hmm. connection. And why not? And they're a fun team to watch, to be quite honest with you. They're, they're a really interesting team. And uh, how can you not like uh, Purdy as the quarterback being the Cinderella guy to get to the Super Bowl, uh, being a third-string quarterback at one time this season. So uh, uh, it's a phenomenal story. And then, uh, boy, Kansas City and, and Cincinnati should be a, a well of a ball game in Kansas City uh, today. And I'll be honest, I like Kansas City to win. I won't be surprised if Cincinnati goes back to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm going to pick, and I haven't watched any of these teams all year, um, except for a couple plays of the Bengals game when our Browns, yes, Tim, our Browns now. That's right. Yes, I heard that. I know know it keeps peace. Um, So, Lindsay, my girlfriend, is picking – she wants the 49ers to win, but she thinks the Eagles are going to win. So I'm going to go with the misses and pick the Eagles. And then um, we are picking the Chiefs. We're rooting for the Chiefs today because she is not a Joe Burrow fan. She's not a Bengals fan. So we are picking the Eagles and the Chiefs um, to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm riding with what the expert says. And I was told you just agree with her. And everything is happy from there. So, Lindsay and I are going with the Eagles and the Chiefs today. Um, even though she wants the 49ers and the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. So There you go. Smart man, use those handcuffs yeah, that's properly. Right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, hey. She got me... She got me to a Browns game and in a brown shirt. I know. I've seen that. I've seen but, you in a Buckeye shirt. But we we got her in a Youngstown State hoodie on Friday night. And it looked so, damn good, by the way. Damn right it did. And that's exactly what her mom and dad said. It looked really good. And I said, you know, Lynn's, you can wear that September 9th when we come down there. And she goes, no, nope. I can't do it. So <laughs> I'll have to work on her for September 9th when our boy Dougie tries to tackle the, uh, the Buckeyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can always wear the, the Youngstown State and be proud and, and not even That's worry about right. the, fine, the final score will be. That's what I did when I went down there for the first time they played. I had my YSU's gear on, and uh, I says, I can't lose because I know who's going to win. I know what's going to happen. Yep. And I just want to score a touchdown, and it almost happened. Um, we got two field goals. We dropped a ball in the yeah. end zone. Yeah, uh, it, happens. it happens. It uh, happens. And Jim Trussell was on the sideline that day too. So what a, what a day I'll never forget. Um, it was a uh, the see Youngstown State fly fly at uh, Ohio Stadium. It's just you know at the shoe. It's just an amazing amazing time. Uh, I did nice not memory. go to. I did not go to those games unfortunately, but I am going this year. Um, we are sitting behind Youngstown State's bench. I've already told her that. That's the one compromise we are making that uh, I don't care what she wears. She can root for Ohio State. That's fine. She, and I want her to. She's a Buckeye fan through and through. Um, 
and she said, well, we can sit on the YSU side, so we're going to do that. And we're going to have a big tailgate, Tim, if you're free and want to come down. Uh, I will be flying my Pete the Penguin flag, and we'll, we'll be flying the Buckeye flag below, but Pete wow. will be flying high. When it comes first. to ticket time, keep me in mind. We'll make it happen. I, You know what, Tim? We will do that. Um, I've already been looking at ticket prices, and they are not terribly expensive. So, No, that would actually 70... probably be the most inexpensive game down in Columbus this year, to be quite honest. Yep, and you know what? That's fine with um, me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? If it's uh, – probably only be a one-time thing the rest of my life because the way the Big Ten schedule is going to be working out here with the addition of USC and UCLA in the next couple of years, I might as well spurs this year. So yeah, might as well we're having it. a tailgate to see our Penguins travel down to the shoe, and uh, we will have to have a special Ice Castle Report episode uh, to preview that uh, momentous and big occasion because it's a big-time occasion for our program, too be down there so oh absolutely it should be a great great time and i can't wait uh actually uh there's a lot of other things going on between now and september of uh mm-hmm. of this year so uh, let's enjoy the ending of the nfl season coming up here in the next few weeks let's enjoy uh the basketball season from ysu because why the osu basketball team is eh, boy. oh boy they're, yeah they're whoa. just struggling let's <laughs> I'm gonna be kind I'm just going to be kind. Boring. Yeah, they yeah, are. They're boring. They are. They're they boring. are. You're right. <laughs> I'm being kind. But, yeah, there's right. nothing You're to write right. home they about. Last night. They're boring. Yeah. Unfortunately, I get to report that Brighton scored a goal on a ricochet off of an ankle. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so we're tied at one with uh, 43 minutes into the uh, first half. So uh, very, very heartbreaking to see that happen. Guy made a nice play on the ball for Brighton, and he kicked it off his uh, one of his teammates. He didn't even know he was the ball was coming to him, and it just because of the angle ricocheted past the uh, past Allison. So nothing can do about it. Uh, heartbreaking. All right, I'll get more into the Reds down the line because uh, they're struggling this year too. So we'll uh, hopefully turn it around here in the FA Cup. We're defending champions in the FA Cup, by the way. So uh, see if we can. Uh, Get this one going and not have to have a uh, – we need another goal here and some defense. And then uh, we don't have to have a replay. And replay means a second game against the same team. All right. Uh, enough of that. Uh, the most important thing uh, coming up here is we're about 60 days from spring. I can't believe I can say that. We and, are less than 65 days until opening day. I know. We are – we are 27 days from the first pitch of the spring training opener and pitchers and catchers report uh, February 17th. I tell you what, we'll get more into the for, into the guards. I almost said the tribe. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into yeah. the guards here in a little bit. And uh, the next time through, we'll get uh, talk about their offseason and what's going on and get ready for a training camp, Anthony, and we'll talk more YSU. Yeah. It's good to have you back, my friend. It's been a, a Damn, long it's great time. To be back. It's great to talk to you again. And uh, hope everybody's been healthy and happy and had a great holiday season. And uh, like you said, let's enjoy these last 15 games of basketball season and hope that there's a big parade like Tim wants right down Fifth Avenue and uh, we can have a magical March run. 
Oh, uh, let's hope. Let's let's let, let it be a march to remember. Uh, a march of champions. How about that? I love that That's thought. That's right. Why not? All right, for Anthony, I am Tim. This has been Radio MVP, episode number 168. Yes, we are back. Hopefully back on a more regular basis. My apologies to all our uh, subscribers over the last three months for not being available and not really communicating uh, with anyone. So uh, hopefully we'll be back and running. Our website is down. We have to find a new host. We are in the process of that. Our host retired and I just haven't had a chance to even think about it. So, uh, no RadioMVP.com available at the moment. However, the podcast is always available through iTunes and anywhere you download uh, podcasts. So, for Anthony, once again, I am Tim. Stay safe, everybody. And remember, tell your family, friends, and enemies about Radio MVP.